0: From Washington, this is Talking Tax, I'm Jeff Leon. The Bureau of Labor Statistics maintains a figure known as the quits rate. It's the percentage of the entire labor force that quit their job in any given month. For most of the past decade, that number has averaged a little below 2%, but ever since the middle of last year, it's been steadily climbing, and now it's approaching 3%. This data point illustrates something people are calling the Great Resignation. Regardless of the reason, the number of people choosing to leave their job is high. And whenever someone leaves a job, there are significant tax consequences that come into play. To better understand those consequences, and to learn more about the most tax-friendly way to leave your job, we turn to Eric Bronenkant, the head of tax with the financial tech company Betterment, an online investment advice firm. I talked to Eric about some of the questions he's fielding and I started off by asking him what's really driving this recent trend.
1: Over the last year and a half, uh, the pandemic has uh, you know, raged on and you know, people have really decided to you know, evaluate you know, their life goals um, about their jobs, their um, you know, careers, um, you know, the relationships, you know, all different aspects of their life. And you know, they're thinking to themselves, you know, is this what I wanna do? And for many people, you know, inertia was arguably the most powerful thing, keeping them doing what they were doing. And, you know, now with the vaccine, you know, kicking in, you know, people have decided that, you know, maybe a new career is something that they're you know looking for. It could be a different job in the same industry, you know, or could be doing something, you know, completely different altogether. So I think that there are, you know, many people who are looking at themselves, you know, through uh, their lives through a new lens, uh, to decide, you know, I- is this really what I want to do? Uh, and you know, many people were nervous uh, about changing jobs during the pandemic uh, because they didn't want to be the, you know, the the new person at a company, which is typically, you know, the first person who you know might lose their job, you know, if things go bad. But so now, you know, people have you know, uh, more opportunities, um, you know, and there are a lot more, you know, job postings out there. You know, employers are you know, offering wages, you know, higher wages for uh, employees to jump ship from another company. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, opportunities out there. Uh, employees now uh, have more bargaining power uh, than they've had in you know, a really long time.
0: So what are you seeing from your clients?
1: you clients have definitely been know communicating these types of concerns to us and it also has an impact on you know how they invest if they're thinking about something for a more you know longer term investment strategy versus a shorter term investment strategy you know on what goals you know whether it's you know saving for a new house or for their children's college, um, you know, what what uh, what is prioritized uh, at this point? Um, so we've definitely gotten a lot of feedback from people you know, who are you know reevaluating those goals uh, and you know and looking at you know new new job opportunities that are out there. What tax related considerations should people be aware of when moving to a new job? Uh, that, that, that's a great question, uh, and people aren't always you know, thinking about ta- uh, taxes at the time that they're transitioning to a new role. Uh, you know, they're usually thinking about you know, how this is going to be a fit into their you know, career goals, um, you know, how much money they're going to make, um, but they may not necessarily be thinking about taxes. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm the head of tax at Betterment, so my, uh, my job is to think about taxes you know, all the time, um, so I think this is a, a great opportunity uh, for me to you know, share some of the uh, you know, things that I've talked about with you know, clients o- over the years, especially uh, during you know, periods of transition. Um, you know, one of the first things uh, that comes to mind uh, is you know, a four, a 401k contributions. The contribution limit for pre-tax and Roth 401k uh, for you know, 2021 is you know, 19500 for someone who's under age 50. I and you know the first thing to think about is when you get a new job is you want to you know sign up for the four hundred one k to potentially get the benefits of that employer's match as you know as quickly as possible if they have one and you know and start saving as soon as possible. Also, another consideration is: are you on track to exceed those limits? Uh, when you have uh, multiple jobs during the year, uh, it is up to you as the taxpayer to make sure that you don't exceed those limits uh, like let's say if you only have one job you know typically the you know the payroll company that you're uh, you know working with uh, will make sure that you don't exceed that nineteen thousand five hundred um, but if you have two jobs uh, they one one job doesn't really know about what happened at the other one so you know, it's you know up to you to make sure that you're not exceeding them i uh, and um you know there are ways to fix it if let's say you accidentally do go over that uh, by withdrawing your excess contributions um, but it's definitely much easier uh, to you know make sure that you stay within your limits uh, up front
0: when it comes to retirement plans what should folks be aware
1: of well uh, you know, a, a common question uh, that I, I get is, well, you know, should I roll over my four hundred and one k after you know leaving my job? Uh, you know, and that answer you know varies depending on you know whether they're planning on, let's say, rolling it over to an IRA, uh, you know, or to their new employer's four hundred and one k. They really want to look at um, you know what uh, investment options uh, that, that retirement plan has. Uh, you know, what kind of fees uh, that you might have to pay. So, you know, but a common strategy is that, you know, moving it over into, let's say, an IRA, uh, you know, it, it's you know, is an option. Not everyone wants to or should move it over to an IRA. Uh, some people might be better off, uh, let's say, moving their 401k over to their new employer's 401k, uh, you know, perhaps because it has a better, you know, fee structure uh, or uh, because let's say they were, um, you know they uh, are limited in, in making Roth IRA contributions, and uh, they are uh, because they no, because they make too much money, and they may be considering doing something like what's called a backdoor Roth IRA, uh, and that's uh, where you make after-tax traditional contributions and then convert them immediately immediately over to a Roth, uh, and that strategy works best if you have no other uh, existing uh, IRA balances. So that's why moving your old 401k over to a new 401k uh, might be better than moving it over to an IRA.
0: So Eric, chatting earlier, we had a conversation about the Social Security wage base. Could you tell me more about what's going on with this issue?
1: Uh, Employees and employers uh, pay uh, 6.2% of wages up to oh, 142800 for 2021. Uh, and then your wages over that are not subject to uh, social security. Uh, you know, this is one of the few taxes that you pay less of when you make more money. Um, so, and if you only have one job, uh, when you hit that threshold, your employer stops, uh, you know, charging you uh, that 6.2% and they also don't have to pay it themselves. Um, But if you have multiple jobs and your combined income exceeds that $142,800, then any extra Social Security taxes uh, that you paid on earnings over that uh, threshold, uh, you are able to recover as a tax credit uh, when filing your tax return.
0: Now, lately there's been some rumblings around remote work, and especially working in a jurisdiction that is different from where you live. You know, I want to learn a little bit more about like kind of what are the potential issues when taking a job that's in a different state or just a different jurisdiction than the one where you reside. What are the tax implications that job seekers should be aware of when hopping to a new job in a new place?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, State taxes are definitely a complex uh, area. Uh, and you know when you live uh, in one state and work in another, or assigned to another, or you know, um, you know, or you are a uh, traveling employee and you, you know, uh, you're working in you know multiple states, uh, things can get complicated pretty fast. Uh, and uh, you know one of the things that I, I think you're referring to uh, is that you know some states. Uh, have, uh, like what we'll call uh, New York at the top of this list, uh, have what's called a convenience of an employer rule, uh, which generally means that if your assigned work location is New York, uh, even though uh, you may be working remotely in, let's say, Florida, which doesn't have a personal income tax, uh, you generally still need to pay uh, New York taxes uh, on your wages. You know, recently there was uh, a... Um, a challenge to Massachusetts, uh, you know, a Massachusetts uh, rule uh, which taxed uh, New Hampshire residents who were working at home, um, you know, who were assigned to a Massachusetts office, uh, you know, and that was attempted to be uh, appealed to the Supreme Court, uh, but unfortunately uh, the Supreme Court did not take up that case, um, so which effectively left the uh, status quo. Uh, in place, uh, which basically continues to allow you know a group of states, uh, which approximately numbers five, uh, to con- you know continue to uh, tax uh, some empl- uh, to tax employees uh, you know based on their assigned work location, even though they may not um, you know, be in the office that day.
0: That was Eric Bonenkant, the head of tax with the financial tech company Betterment. You can find up-to-the-minute news on the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. And if you have any thoughts about what you just heard, get in touch with us on Twitter. We use the handle at tax. Talking Tax is produced by myself, Jeff Leon, and David Schultz. Patrick Ambrosio is our editor. And our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm Jeff Leon. Thank you for listening.
1: The number of words in the tax code is estimated to be 1 million, about the same length as the entire Harry Potter series. Add in IRS regs, rev rulings, and case law, and it can be a lot. We all need a little help to sort it out. Each week on the Tax Girl podcast, I talk to the best in the business. And these aren't crazy technical dives. They're interesting and easy to digest looks at topics that matter to you. It's all that you need to stay ahead on the most important tax issues. You can subscribe to the podcast for free on taxgirl.com because paying taxes is painful, but hearing about them shouldn't be.